Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future, I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you, and good night. I love you.
productive. I uh, hope it's been well. Uh, We have a huge show tonight. It's been a huge day in the news. One story after the other. Just crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, We had an amazing show yesterday. Uh, First and foremost, I want to thank all my special guests, all my co-hosts, all my audience and sponsors. You guys are all fantastic, and you guys are the reason this show keeps going and keeps doing so well, and uh, I love every step of the journey, so thank you. And uh, don't forget, we are listened to and downloadable on over 60 online platforms and listened to in 22 different countries, everybody. So we are all over the place. Um, I do want to welcome my co-host, lobbyist, political strategist, and activist, Josh Halabate. How are you, buddy? Oh, I haven't. Bingo. It was on mute. I want to welcome, again, uh, my co-host, lobbyist, activist, and political strategist, Josh Alavate. How are you, buddy? There we go. Sorry, my end was muted. You know, I'm doing really well considering that you consider my uh, NFL team just traded for the best wide receiver in the game, OBJ. I'm, uh, I'm feeling real, real good. I updated you about that. I could not believe it. I mean, Cleveland next year, the Browns are going to be unstoppable. Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Baker Mayfield, Kareem Hunt. Do I need to say any more? <laughs> I, I'm so excited. I can't, t- I, I can't wait. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Um, I also want to welcome the very uh, famous and uh, talented, popular Dr. Bob Branch. How are you, buddy? I'm doing fine tonight, Rory and and I'm 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 coming to you from Eufaula, Alabama. Very nice, Doctor Branch. Very nice. And uh, how is it down there? I mean, are you near any of the uh, uh, the natural disaster? Uh, any of those uh, in- incidences that occurred recently? You know, I am actually. I'll send you some photos. We uh, Eufaula, Alabama's airport was completely destroyed. Completely destroyed and. The, the the devastation all around that area is is it's just been amazing uh to see driving in today i drove in from atlanta 
down into Eufaula and this the trail of uh, where those tornadoes came through. It's it's it, it it's sad. I hope that your people get online if they can and help and contribute and help out to some of these people down here because they'll need it. Yeah, very very well said. And I'm I'm uh, I'm glad you're down there helping out. And uh, that's it's really it's it's crazy because I saw some stuff on the news. Um, and I couldn't believe some of the pictures that I saw. I mean, it was pretty atrocious. I mean, it, very, very sad stuff, and you saw people losing their homes, people losing their livelihood, you know, people losing so much, and, you know, our president was down there recently, which, uh, you know, visiting with the people, and, you know, uh, it, it was fantastic. I mean, the, the amount of time he spent with, with them, and, you know, how sincere he is and how authentic he is, I'm just so happy. Every day we wake up, and it's, it's like Christmas having him as president. It's fantastic. It really is. Um, I also want well, to. Well, I'm sure that the people down here really appreciated him coming down. Uh, yeah. You know, for them to say that you know we stand, America stands with them. I know that also. One of our favorite pe- people, Sheriff Joe or Powell, he was down here as well. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, I, I talked to him the other day. He was going down there uh, for the weekend, and he was going down to a conference. He was speaking. At a, at a few um, engagements down there, so that's pretty cool. Um, I do want to I want to welcome uh, legislative affairs for President Ronald Reagan, international security expert, radical Islam expert, political activist, and best-selling author Valerie Greenfeld. How are you? Good, Rory. Thanks for having me on. Well, it's great to have you here. Um, I also want to welcome on the show ISIS escapee, political activist political strategist and best-selling author, I.Q. Razuli. How are you, buddy? Excellent. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you here, man. Uh, I also want to welcome, um, let's see, tw- uh, businessman, Twitter master, activist, and political strategist, Bill Lambert. How are you, buddy? Good. How are you, Roy? Good, good to have you here, man. Um, yeah, you. I, I'm doing well. Um, I also want to bring on the line. Let's see here. Yeah, I uh, I believe at this point I have everyone on the line right now. The, you know the breaking story. What I want to get. Oh, oh, I have I have somebody else on the line that I wanted to introduce. My bad. Um, political strategist, activist, lobbyist, co-founder of College Republicans United, and chairman of Republican chairman of Republicans United, Kevin. Uh, Kevin, please tell me one more time how to pronounce your last name, and I'll remember from now on. Oh, yes. It's Kevin DeKuyper. Okay. Okay. That's easy to remember. I'll remember that from now on. Uh, welcome back, brother. How are you? Thanks. I couldn't, couldn't be happier to be here. Thanks. Excellent, man. Well, it's great to have you. Um, the, the opening story I want to I wanna get into with everybody and, um, is this whole Russian collusion uh, BS. I mean, it's total crap. You know, we saw earlier, you know, today, or it was yesterday, actually, Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff came out with statements basically saying, Pelosi said, uh, oh, President Trump isn't worth it to impeach. And then Adam Schiff says, oh, it doesn't look like we have enough to, to, to impeach him. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's fascinating because this entire time they've been telling their sheep, They've been telling their audience, they've been telling their, their uh, followers that they have all of this dirt, 
uh, on President Trump, and, and they're going to they're gonna take him down. They're going to impeach him. But when it, when it turns out that they don't have what they told their supporters and they know they don't, people like Pelosi have to make stupid statements like, oh, he's not worth it. Really? Really, Nancy? That's all you spend your time on. You don't spend your time on any policy. All you spend your time on is trying to bring down Trump. You guys are the biggest quacks, the biggest phonies. And the fact that you guys still have somewhat of a base is baffling. It's baffling. It is shocking. I cannot fathom it. You know, we have new reports out today. Uh, Watchdogs, the Watchdog Group is suing uh, Rosenstein uh, and wanting him to release. Well, well, they're suing for release, release, um, for releasings of the recordings uh, of Rosenstein trying to pull the 25th Amendment uh, BS. Uh, so, and Lisa Page uh, was one of those people that uh, was in the headlines today, and she came out and said, you know, the whole fake insurance policy, the whole thing was, was a setup. The fix was in. They knew there was nothing sufficient enough to, to investigate but, or, or worthy enough to investigate, but just because, just because they assumed and just because they had somewhat of a guess Apparently, that was enough to open a total phony investigation, according to Lisa Page. Uh, I mean, this is atrocious. You know, we have all these people on the inside of the FBI that were a part of this this entire time. And imagine if this, was a de- this happened to Obama. The media would be screaming murder. But the double standard with Trump is absolutely sickening. And it, you know what? Even if you do not agree with Trump, anybody that's listening – this should scare the shit out of you because this goes to show evolved, um, you know, certain, certain systems are in our technology system. I mean, the, the things that these people have came out with, just the fabrications and shit, uh, is beside me. I will tell you. Um, obviously, I know there's a double standard, but don't think, uh, Democrats, that this can't happen to you if somebody's really mad enough on our side in the future uh, to, to screw with your lives. I mean, this is, this is something that I can't even fathom, and it's sick. Uh, Dr. Branch, go ahead. I'll tell you what, Rory, you know, we've been following this for quite a while. I mean, even before he was inaugurated, you know, that beautiful speech that you show, before that even happened, they were calling for his impeachment. The Russians are coming, the Russians are coming, the Russians are coming. And we see today that, you know, Pelosi, you know, she she doesn't even have the, the, the will or the, the, the fortitude just to say, listen, let's move forward. Let's 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 govern. Let's let's you know uh, this this is this is the investigation is pretty much concluded. Nothing happened there. Uh, our apologies to Donald Trump. Let's move forward and govern. Trump is not worth it. Are you kidding me? Uh, you know what an insult. What an insult. Yeah. Oh, you're you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Josh, go ahead. You know, talking about what an insult, what an insult to her own party, if we're being honest here. I mean, the Democratic Party has been pursuing the idea of impeaching Trump for how long? Like he was saying, literally before he went down that escalator, if they could have known he was running, they would have been against him. Here's the situation we have. We had Democrats who ran on the idea of impeaching Trump. I believe it was Omar who, as soon as, uh, as she was elected at her uh, election celebration party, she was saying, we're going to go I, – I can't remember what expletive she used, but she said that we're going to go impeach Trump. And that was her goal as a, a representative 
of uh, Minnesota. And I was, I, I'm like, you know, how, how ridiculous is that for her, for her to come out and say that he's not worth our time? Then what the hell have you been doing for the last two years? You've been focusing all of your resources on one specific thing. And for her to come out and say that, I'm sure there's a lot of Democrats that honestly are thinking, why did we just, why did we reelect her as Speaker of the House? Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and um, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that is just, it's baffling. It really is. Um, um, let's go to Valerie. Valerie, go ahead. I wish that what um, Josh just said were true, that, that they were wondering why they elected her. But I think she's getting more powerful all the time. And I think um, Speaker Pelosi, you know, I think she truly represents her party. And that's really sad. Um, they've, you know, they've become farther left. They've become more anti-everything, anti-Trump included. And this was just the way that, you know, they said, look, we lost, but they have to say it in a way that they won. So, you know, I'm just glad it's over. It's about time. It's been way too long and too much, too many taxpayer dollars were wasted on this whole drama that everybody knew had nothing to do with anything from the very beginning. Yeah, and let's not forget millions and millions and millions of dollars spent taxpayer money and just a waste a waste a waste and we have as the american people we have to sit back and watch this disgusting circus that is not even real i mean it's it's probably the biggest hoax at least one of them in political history the fact that it's gone on this long the fact that the people that are getting indicted and the people that are getting in trouble uh are getting in trouble for crimes that have nothing to do with trump uh the stuff they did a long time ago before they were ever involved with the Trump campaign. I, I just can't, can't believe this. Kevin, go ahead. Oh, yes. I mean, this is expected from the Democrats. Uh, the number one thing to take from all of this is that it's all about making a narrative, and it's all about uh, pushing this narrative to have everyone decide that, uh, you know, we need to get rid of Trump. But they have nothing on us. But now that Trump has no evidence against him, we need to push the narrative back at them on the attack. Um, I'm tired of hearing all this Russian narrative, Russian collusion, all this. We have so many issues dealing uh, that we have to deal with in this country, and it's, it's time that Trump um, really goes even harder against these Democrats now that he knows he's, he's in a safe enough place. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah very, very well said. Very, very well said. Um, IQ, I know you have a lot of thoughts on this. You're always very observing America very well. You, you're on many talk shows. You're writing many books, many columns. Uh, you, you wrote a good piece today that we'll talk about uh, here shortly, but your thoughts on all this? Look, as far as I'm concerned, looking from the outside in, the most important single item that's happening in America today is that you have two treasonous Muslim women who are threatening the American, not only the, Donald Trump as president, they are literally undermining and dividing their own uh, party. And they are undermining and subverting the American Constitution. Uh, I heard that Judge Perrault, Jeanine Perrault, was yep. ostracized or insulted or threatened by yep. Fox for asking a yep. simple question. Is right. Ilhan Omar Sharia-oriented? She shouldn't have asked that question. That's a stupid question with all due respect to her. 
Ilhan is a Muslim. Automatically, she is Sharia compliant. And the, pro the proof of the pudding on top of it is she wears the hijab. There is nothing to negotiate about this subject. What angers me is that 338 million Americans, not one, not a single one of you guys, not personal, it's not personal, stood up in Congress and said, hey, you are a Muslim. Your loyalty is to the Quran. You swore allegiance to the American Constitution on the Quran, the very nemesis and the antithesis of the American Constitution. What do you think, guys? Yeah, I, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. I want, I want to get Dr. Branch to respond. Uh, Dr. Branch, go ahead. You want to respond to that? First of all, you know, uh, I, I, I want to say, you know, congratulate you, Rory, on a, a great panel. I'm glad Kevin's there tonight. I have high re regards for crew. I mean, those guys down there are, are doing yeah. some amazing things. They're willing to stand oh, yeah. up. They're willing to protest, and they're willing to speak their mind. They know that they have my full support, and I'm glad he's on the phone tonight and on your show, and that's wonderful. You know, when you have a group of freshman congressmen that ran on, the Democrats that ran on impeached Trump, you had the one congresswoman look at her daughter, little itty-bitty girl, and say, I'm going to be so proud because your mother's going to be the one that impeaches that, and she used, it, used an expletive. I'll tell you what, yeah. that is just not acceptable. This is not America. This is undermining America. Pelosi is looking around. This is not the uh, America where, when she was speaker before, this is this is a different breed of crazy going on right now. These attacks, this incivility that's going on, this uh, anti-Semitic rhetoric that's happening all over this country, and what they, what do they do? They deflect it back and they say, well, Trump's a rapist. I mean, not a rape, <laughs> racist, rather. Excuse me, Trump's a racist. I'm surprised they didn't say the other one, too, but... Trump's a racist. Trump is this. Trump is that. Trump is should be impeached. Well, you know, the reality is there's no Russian collusion. There's no reason to impeach the guy. The lies, the rhetoric that the freshman congressmen are now spreading, and it's infiltrating all the way through the Democrat Party, and now we know that it is the Democrat, Socialist, Anti-Semitic Party. That's what's representing the left these days. And to me, that's... That's something we have to fight against. I'm glad crews on the phone because they need to be there. They're, they're the forefront. Well, well, let's well, let's face the facts here. I mean, the Democratic Party, you know, they have about eighty percent. Eighty percent of Jewish people vote for Democrats. So the Democratic Party gets a lot of their money from the Jewish religion, and the fact that they're making all of these remarks and they're not getting condemned enough or called out enough. Is, is appalling. It really is because if you really think about their voter base, that they they have a lot of they have a lot of Jewish people that vote for them, and they are interrogating their own base and totally alienating them. I mean, this is this is disgusting. I mean, this is something that um, the Republicans are going to pick up more votes from the Jewish community because the Jewish community, I guarantee you, many of them are fed up with, with the anti-Semitism that's going on from Muslims in Congress. The, the, the Omar, the Omar and Talib, and you know these newcomers that the Democrats will not call out, uh, you know, in, in a in a real manner. I mean, they obviously have, you know, said uh, in a in a wussy, in a wimpy way to stop it. 
uh, for them to stop. But the Dem no real Democrat has called them out with a tough stance. I mean, it, it's been a pretty shitty call out, uh, if you ask me. It's, it, it hasn't been direct enough. So they're just going to keep doing it. I mean, when, where do we draw the line? Valerie, go ahead. Thank you. Um, no, I agree with everything that's been said. And um, the sad part is there are many Jews that are on the Muslims um, the Muslim side against their own religion um, because yeah. the religion is less important than the party. They, they support yeah. the party over the religion, and this is a big, big problem. Um, go ahead. Did you want to say something? The other issue is that um, you're right. There are many um, uh, Jewish Democrats that are coming over to the Republican side now. Um, in fact, ever since Obama was elected, we've had you know, probably 20% more than we had the years the years before Obama. And that's a huge, huge amount from the Jewish community, even though we're about around 2% of the population of the United States. Um, right. We tend to give a lot of the money to, um, to campaigns and be very involved with campaigns in general or any social cause. Um, but I think I, I was really disgusted with the, the House side when they refused to call out um, Elon yep. Omar by name um, because they have no problem doing that with Steve King and they but it's, a, but it's to... a Muslim and you're, you're absolutely I love that you brought up Steve King because let's face it they punished him severely and he did a lot less than what this woman did and they won't even call this woman out because she's a Muslim exactly exactly and it, it tells a lot about you know how much power these two women have now I mean, they, in my opinion, um, Talib and Omar have more power than the speaker, more power than the leadership yep. of the Democratic Party, because they, they are, they're calling the shots. And if, you, mm -hmm. if they can't even stand up and, and um, you know, say we, have, we, um, we stand for something and this anti-Semitism yep. is not allowed and we're going to punish you for yep. it, um, and throw instead they're throwing every religion, every issue, every everything into this this bill that basically says nothing. Um, to me, it's a very scary proposition right now. What's going on in this country? Because they got away with it. There You're absolutely people, right. It uh, Lee Zeldin stood up. Lee Zeldin stood up. Um, there were three or four on the House side that I thought gave beautiful speeches in support. Um, but but beyond that, you know, it's pretty sad. Yeah, IQ. You you've written many articles about this. I mean, you specialize in in, in this in this radical Islam stuff. Please explain uh, what you wrote about and you know uh, what Valerie just talked about because you've you've talked a lot about Omar and the anti-Semitism and Talib as well. One thing I would like our listeners, even your guests, yeah. to understand. There never was anti-Semitism in the history of the Jewish people. Never. It was always anti-Jew. Omar and Tlaib and every single Muslim is not anti-Semitic. They cannot be anti-Semitic because Arabs are Semites. Tlaib is Semitic, so they are, nobody is anti-Tlaib. Nobody is anti-Arab. In the Quran, the Quran which Muhammad concocted, specifically targets the Jews because they would not support him as Rasulullah, as the messenger of Allah. But one thing I, I want all everybody American and everybody on, in the world to understand, the Muslims are not only anti-Jewish. 
They are anti-Christian, anti-Buddhist, anti-Hindu, anti-every human being on the planet who is not a Muslim. Anyone in the Congress with two brain cells of logic who had read even the first ten chapters of the Quran should have asked these two Muslim women, oh no, shouldn't ask, should tell them, you are Muslims. You are Sharia compliant. Hence, you, like every single Muslim on the planet, is the eternal and mortal enemy of every human being on the planet who is not a Muslim. Do I make myself clear? I mean, why you is it do? Difficult? But IQ, they they are throwing Jeannie Pirro off Fox News because she asked a question. I mean, this never is ask the question. Yeah. Never ask the question. There, there, Always go for the throat. They are not, by the way, they are not hiding their hatred of America. All of them are You're saying right, that they're not. Americans are but racist. All of them are saying Americans have destroyed the world. When Americans saved the world, they saved it in World War I, they saved it in World War II, they saved it from communism. All this is forgotten. By whom? By two Muslims. The greatest imperialist power on earth is Islam. They conquered three continents, destroyed five civilizations, and they are still in control in 57 countries, which they call Muslim. They were not Muslim, these countries. Most of these countries were either Christian or Buddhist or Hindu. That's right. There is nothing to dispute That's right, in but this now, thing. IQ, what do you think about, I mean, I believe this is the first step um, of the of the Islamists to take power from within. That's what it says in the Quran. And correct me if I'm wrong, but this is within. They they get their voters all over the country to vote for them. They come in, they make a big group together, and they vote every against all of the things that are that are free enterprise for freedom, constitution, anything that our country stands for. They're against it. Well, you are, of course you are right, for goodness sake. The, the foremost reason for any Muslim to exist on the face of the earth is to bring about Sharia to dominate humanity. Look what's happening in Europe. Muslims who have been born in, the United, in, in Europe and their children and their grandchildren, not a single one of them is a loyal citizen in European countries, not one. You are already undermining yourself by allowing these two Muslims to be in Congress. They have no right to be in Congress. True, they were elected. I agree, 100% elected. They swore on the Quran. They swore on the very document or book that destroys everything in America. They should not be in Congress. I want to... Go ahead, Valerie. I I just want to say something, but go ahead. No, I just want to say, and definitely not on the Foreign Relations Committee, where where um, Omar is going to have, um, you know, confidential information at her fingertips that she can do whatever she wants to do with. Yep. Uh, it, it's despicable. And, and it's uh, Elliot Engel, the uh, chairman, um, decided that he, he felt that he was going to keep her on the committee because it, it, he didn't want it to look like he was punishing her. But, you know, really that has nothing to do with, with why she should not be on the committee. 
she, she's unfit to be on the committee because she's not in favor of the United States Constitution, and she's going to take any information that she gets that she should not have and give it to whoever our enemies are that, that want to destroy us. Valerie, she yes. should not be in the Congress. Forget about any For kind sure, of I agree. committee. I agree, she but I think that's a little in Congress. Rashida Tlaib should not be in Congress. They are there to undermine. By the way, who's supporting them? CARE, C-A-I-R, Council of American Islamic Relations. Right. You can't get right. more Muslim brotherhood than CARE. And what is the Muslim but the brotherhood? Problem is, but, IQ, the problem is that constituents in Minnesota, in what they call little Mogadishu, where she's from, in this little, I call it a shtetl, in Minneapolis, yeah. That, that she is representing her people. This is what they believe. Correct. I accept that. And I how, agreed with you. They elected so her fair and so square, but she cannot be part keep... of the American Congress. She is a traitor. Her allegiance is to Islam, to her occult belief system called Islam. It's not even a religion. Islam is not a religion. Yeah. Nobody in 338 million Americans and 300 million Europeans, nobody stood up and said every letter, every word, every ayah, verse, and every chapter, surah in the Quran, were never revealed to Muhammad by any God called Allah and any angel called Gabriel because he concocted all of them. Is, can I is, prove it? God, in I 10 minutes, I can prove it. Because she was elected legally and she does represent her people in, um, in, in Minneapolis, you know, like they did in the mafia, they take the guy on tax evasion, you know. So there are plenty of things that she did illegally, like marry her brother and um, take money illegally. And, you know, uh, she's, done, she's done enough stuff that we can get her on other things. And I don't okay. understand why there is So why isn't anybody doing anything that. about it? She's above the law. You know what she's saying? Right. That's what oh, I they're attacking be me because I'm a woman, that. I'm black, and I'm Muslim. Do you think, do you think, does anybody think, is it fair to say that the reason it is so easy for Muslims to get elected in Minnesota because it is the Muslim capital of the world? Because I did read that. Minnesota has more Muslims, I think, than any uh, state in the U.S., if I'm not mistaken. And you look at, it makes sense, because look at all the people that are getting elected there. Keith Ellison, Omar, <laughs> goes on and on. I think there's, what, aren't they? I mean, there's not really any more I mean, if, if I don't know of any, if there's any Muslims left around the Michigan. country. Rory, I'd like to chime in on that. I think it's yeah, Michigan. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay. So, so you have, so you, you, you had 270,000 people vote for her as opposed yeah. to, uh, she, she got 80, almost 80% of the vote in her congressional district. I understand That's what amazing. Valerie is saying. It's really great hearing again, Valerie. And, and IQ, it's, it's, it's wonderful to be on a panel again with you as well. And I understand what you're all saying, but I think that we're missing a point. Number one, you know, Pelosi is the one that assigns committee members. She's the only one that can yeah. take her off that committee as well. Number two, how does Omar, a freshman congressman, become the whip, you know, within a month, becomes the whip of the Democrat Progressive Caucus, the largest caucus in the Democrat uh, uh, caucus. And to me, that's the alarm that's going on. 
you know, she is representing Valerie's right. She was legally elected by by almost an, a four to one margin over her Republicans. And Rory, you're right. The high concentration of Somalians and the high concentration of Muslims in Minnesota is one of the reasons why she was elected. But there's yeah. more to it than this. You know, it's, it's more than just Muslim. It's more yeah. than just, you know, should she be on this? The question is, you know, how is Pelosi, why is Pelosi so, you know, basically feckless over this? Right. And right. why are these Democrat congressmen running roundshot over her? It, to me, right. is the alarming story. It really is. And I want to I wanna play President Trump's clip real quick of him condemning the Democrats and the anti-Semitism uh, for anybody that hasn't heard this uh, one, too. Because it's become, the Democrats have become an anti-Israel party. They've become an anti-Jewish party. And I thought that vote was a disgrace. And so does everybody else, if you get an honest answer. If you get an honest answer from politicians, they thought it was a disgrace. The Democrats have become an anti-Israel party. They've become an anti-Jewish party. And that's too bad. Uh, Bill, go ahead. Yeah, well, you, you know, you, number one, you got Pelosi. The, the the reason they're putting her in power is because of the money that she uh, provides to the DNC, and that money is is heavily linked into care and the Muslim Brotherhood. So that that gives you the the Omar equation. Um, you know, the, the the Democrats are. I mean, they're not they're not hard to do, to interpret. They they tell you exactly what the polls say to tell you, and then they go about doing what they want. That's why the, the impeachment thing is, is going to take place. Now, whether it passes or, or what Pelosi does at the time is, is still left up in the air. But she, the only reason she said that is, is for the sheer fact that polls say don't impeach. But, you know, you have the Adam Schiff's and the, the Ted Lewis and and all those the same you know eighty one in in uh, subpoenas and so I mean you know in life it's actions and words you can you can say any words that you want but the actions are what is in reality and and that's you know the the jokes of it that they're gonna, you know and the the anti oh keep going keep going keep going Bill keep going Bill well the the, the we don't have this Omar, you know, she called Trump a subhuman, you know, and when a reporter asked her about in comparison to Obama and she said, Obama's human and, and Trump's a subhuman. Yeah. Um, and she doesn't just mean that about Trump. She means that about all in, in, infidels. That's, that's, and, and IQ understands this better than any of us that, that, and he was exactly correct. We are evil to her. Yeah. The, if and and that's the and you, with the, these people in power and the money behind them plus the 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 people like Care and like the Muslim Brotherhood and there's five or six other of these organizations that like that. Th- this is political Islam. This is the the part of what they do. You you bring in massive amounts of people and then you you over you they dominate an area like they're doing in Minnesota. Then they install their people who are really puppets. Omar's a puppet. She's told what to do. She's told, you know, she's not the, she's, like I said, she's just a, a cartoon puppet that 
is is dictated to by and she's governed by Sharia law too. So um, if a man tells her this is what the the agenda is and this is what you're going to do, that's what she's going to do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very, very well said, uh, Josh. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, I wanted to I wanted to back up IQ's statement because I agree with them a thousand percent, and here and here's why. And I, I see what IQ is saying about how yes, they won the election, but they should not be in office. And here's why. And I'll quote the Constitution to prove my point. Uh, in Article Three, Section Three, when it talks about treason. That what it says is whoever owing allegiance to the United States, a congressman obviously owes allegiance to the United States, swore on the, on the oath of the, to you know, uphold the Constitution, levies war against them or adheres to their enemies. Both of these Muslim congresswomen maybe have not, quote-unquote, levied war against, but absolutely have adhered to the, the enemy, a.k.a. Islam, a.k.a especially the ones that are quote-unquote radical. And obviously IQ states often that all Muslims are, all Muslims that are actually following what the Quran says are going to be under the radical uh, uh, name. But here's the deal that we have is we have two con- uh, congresswomen that have no show of interest in following what the Constitution has to say, only what their Islamic religion has to say. And when you are specifically following what your Islamic religion has to say, which is contrary, as IQ keeps saying, to the Constitution, you are going to have an actual breach of the Constitution up to the idea of calling it treason. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's one of those things. Uh, Kevin, I know you are very uh, into this and following this closely. Go ahead, Kevin. Oh, yes, and it's been such a huge story. I think we're all on the same page uh, with this, and something I want to contribute about this is just how much it's really woken up America. You know, the narrative with the Democratic Party is they're so loving, they're so inclusive, they look after the victim, and um, you can really count on the Democrats to uh, be on your side if, if you have any um, problems. So anyways, uh, I think the biggest issue right now is that the Democrats are revealed how they're not on the side of of, uh, of the Jewish community, of the uh, average American. They're sticking up for very hateful people. And I think that America needs to see it, especially the Jewish community needs to see it, because they are directly being uh, hurt and impacted by uh, what's, what's being said. So I think there's going to be a, a large push towards the Republican Party um, uh, as opposed to uh, the Democrat Party, because um, the, the Democrats want to protect the victim and in this case, I would say that the, the Jewish community is being victimized. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to go to a quick commercial. We'll be right back in about 50 seconds, everybody. Would you know what to do in the event of an active shooter, a terrorist attack, or an unforeseen altercation? Whether at home or in the workplace, SkyRace Security can train you and your employees how to defuse a potential violent situation. Our goal at SkyRace Security is to keep our clients safe. With our professional and experienced Israeli Defense Force trainers, we teach strategies for safety that may someday save lives. Sign up at SkyRaceSecurity.com for our workplace violence prevention and training classes or call 240-888-0682. All righty, we are back. Uh, this is the Rory Sauter Show, coast-to-coast, coast, worldwide. Uh, phone lines are open. 
call in 213-943-3828. Remember, we are listened to in 22 different countries and on over 60 online platforms. Um, and don't forget, any past interviews or shows that you missed or updated breaking news articles, visit the next, N-E-X-G-E-N, USA.com, the next gen USA.com, everybody. Um, so, you know, I, I really want to talk about this, and, and it's, it's bothering me quite a bit, um, the whole censoring thing. Uh, first of all, though, I want to introduce our next guest, uh, economist, entrepreneur, motivational speaker, writer for Town Hall, writer for Newsmax, Live Zet, and a professor of finance at Stockton University in New Jersey, Dr. Michael Bussler. How are you, my friend? I'm doing very well, Rory. It's uh, always a pleasure to be here. <clears throat> I hear we have some good, good conversation talking about censorship and some of the yep. unusually strange views of the Democratic Party. Yeah, we were just talking about the Omar and, and the anti-Semitism. Um, you know, I'm sure you've been following this story really closely. You want to give us some thoughts on, on your input? What do you think? Well, you know, I I, I just kind of wonder uh, what what happened to the Democratic Party. I mean, they were always yeah. leaning to the left, um, but yeah. I mean that was that was okay. The Republicans it, were leading to the right, and we sort of hung Bill, around somewhere in the Clinton middle. Or, it's not the Bill Clinton right. or JFK times anymore, you know. Exactly. I wonder what what happened to. Uh, I mean, if the Democrats went back to the Bill Clinton times. Um, I think they'd be very popular. Remember, Bill Clinton cut the capital. Um, you know, I do everything, look at things from an economic standpoint primarily. But uh, yep. Bill Clinton cut the capital gains tax um, from 28 down to 20 percent. The economy grew, averaged 4.5 uh, percent annual growth for the next four years. Uh, in his 1996 State of the Union speech, he, his exact words were, uh, the era of big government is over. Uh, so low taxes, keeping uh, uh, realizing the role of government to be small. He worked with Newt Gingrich, who was determined to cut yep. spending. Speaking As a result, they, ha they actually had a surplus in the budget for the next four years. That's the Democrats we should be looking for. Yeah, and, you know, uh, Dr. Bussler, you bring up a fantastic point. You're absolutely right. You know, whatever happened to the Democratic Party of Kennedy that said, do uh, do what uh, not uh, not what your country. Ask, I forget the quote, not, but it's something like. Yeah, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. There that it was is. during his uh, inauguration speech in uh, 1961. You know, yeah, it's amazing how times. Yeah. It's amazing how times have changed, and I'll tell you. You know, I get really upset. Uh, and annoyed when people in the Democratic Party, especially that are on the far left, try to take credit and claim JFK, you know, uh, and, and they refuse to believe that if JFK were alive today, you know, he would be a Trump supporter, which is absolutely true. He would not align with today's Democratic Party. He would be a total conservative. No, you, you know, you look at uh, the, the, the first real tax cut was uh, – the Kennedy-Johnson tax cut in 1963. Kennedy had, had proposed that, of course, he died, and uh, Johnson put it through. But that was the first big tax cut where Kennedy took uh, everybody's tax rates, including the wealthy, uh, down. Reagan modeled his tax cut in 1981, essentially after what uh, Kennedy did. 
so yep. you know, Kennedy was uh, he recognized individual responsibility, asked what you can do for your country instead of uh, social responsibility, which all these uh, uh, social democrats are pushing now, and he too was for yep. low low taxes uh, and freedom. You know, he pushed uh, yep. freedom. Uh, much different than what the Democrats today are talking about. Yeah, yeah, well, absolutely. Uh, I, oh, go ahead. If I can, say yeah, well, ahead, the the, dyna- the dynamics changed. The the it, it used to be pride in country and the promotion of Western civilization and civil liberties, and and now it's reverted to the the lust of money and absolute you know power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely so that's that's where the dynamics change and that's where the republic or the democratic party has went to is it, it's it's it, i mean it's not by coincidence that every single person in congress is is a millionaire i mean that and that's that that's the motivating factor now is it, it's not about love of country love of god <laughs> Patriotism. It's not about anything. It's about wealth, and it's about power. And the only with with power, the only way that you can have that the type of power that that these people now crave, like the Omars and the Talibs and that, is by oppression. And that's and that's what you're starting to see with the, the fluidness of what's taking place with speech and censorship and and you know trying to take guns and and all these different things is that you have to oppress the population in order to achieve their end goals now and that wasn't the case 25 years ago because the betterment of the country democrat or republican that was the cornerstone of what their belief system was yeah yeah very very well said um maria from oregon you have any thoughts Maria, are you on the line? All righty. Let, um, let's, let's go to Josh. Josh, any final thoughts? I want to move on uh, topic. Yeah, I mean, to wrap this up, and just like the, just like the last panelist just said, I mean, we're, we're at a stage yep. where the betterment of the country no longer is at the top priority um, for the Democratic Party. And even for some uh, in the Republican Party that claim to be Republicans. So that's something that needs to change. Yeah. Yeah, very well said. You know, Mike Peters from New York just joined us. Mike, I'm sure you've been listening. What are your thoughts on all this, Mike? Mike Peters, you there? I'm I'm here. Can you hear me? Yep, I hear you, Mike. Mike from New York. Go ahead. Your thoughts. Okay, yeah. I'm here. I've been listening, and and the one thing that comes to my mind looking at the overall picture is uh, I I think of all my friends that are are Democrats that have told me quietly that they've switched, and they're not turning into diehard Republicans by any means, but they're they're getting the message, and they voted for Trump, and they'll vote for him again. I had three of them tell me that over the past month. Are you you classified as Reagan Democrats? Well, I I think they're I'd classify them as American citizens. I classify them as American citizens that are fed up, that are fed up with it, and they don't they don't recognize this. What was calling them as Democratic Party today, they don't recognize them as as the same Democratic Party that that they belong to or believed in or their parents belonged to, and uh, which is refreshing. It's nice to see that there's a change and there the silent majority, the Mon Pa kettles that are out there. We might not see them on Facebook. They might not be posting or on these shows, 
that they are paying attention. Many of them are paying attention. And we're going to see the results of the, the voting booth. The Democrats, these socialists, are shooting themselves in the foot, which is good for us. Because the media might be giving them the podium and the microphone, but they're not changing the hearts and minds of the, the masses out there. Very, very well said. Uh, very well said. I do want to move on. I want to get to something that's really been bothering me a lot, and it just keeps evolving, and the stories keep developing, and, and it just keeps getting worse and worse with the censoring and the, the, the left-wing narrative, the double standard, um, you know, the constant fake news, you know, targeting certain groups in the, in the conservative community. Uh, you know, for instance, it goes, it goes on and on. Covington, um, you know, all these different examples. Uh, and it's just it's an epidemic. It's a dirty thing. It's not so much these news sources care about telling the facts anymore. They just want to be first, and they want a narrative that they can some sort of twist and fabricate to match their agenda. And it's sixed up. I want to play this clip from, uh, you know, it's a developing story, but it, the, the video um, just came out last night. The, the, ter- the attorney for the mega, the mega teen kid with the cap on at the Covington, um, re- the Covington High School kid that was at the rally, and the Native American left-wing activist came up and set up the entire thing, and they made the Catholic kid look bad. Um, but you guys got to hear this. The lawyer is going after CNN for $275 million. They just submitted the lawsuit today, and I've said this on the show before, that this, this, sto- this situation, this lawsuit right here, will shape the future of journalism. This, will, this is going to send a huge message because a lot of these different outlets will, will report whatever they feel like, but after they see this and after this – Attorney and Nick Sandman is suing the New York Times, Washington Post, CNN, all these people. This is making a huge statement. This is waking them up to hopefully having these outlets be a little more honest and because uh, they have a lot to lose, let's face it. Uh, but one point, let's play the clip. There we go. Bear with me. Here it comes right now. Thank you. 
Twitter followers of 41 million people. It published four videos, nine online articles that were tweeted out. So that's millions and millions and millions of repetitions of these lies and falsehoods that CNN spread. And what was the impact on, on Nicholas Sandman, this high school student? Well, we've talked about the impact on Nicholas Sandman um, a number of times, and it, it is significant. Nicholas Sandman was a 16-year-old young man who had a perfect reputation. Yep. He was uh, loved by his parents, uh, respected at his school, and had many good friends at Covington Catholic High School. So he was a person that was doing very well in life, and due to his strong character, he still is. But nevertheless, his character has now been determined by the lies issued by CNN. So the facts were not first, the lies were. And this, of course, wasn't just what, what went out on, on television uh, that day. It wasn't just what went out in print media. It was also about a social media impact that we all witnessed. Uh, and I know that you were talking about in this lawsuit, uh, online Twitter, 7 a.m., uh, the network was retweeting uh, this, the, the, the short snippet that so many got to know when this story was starting to unfold. Correct. Sending out a short snippet like that at 7 a.m. after the event happens is totally irresponsible, completely negligent, and uh, in our view, uh, subject to punitive damages. They did this without any reasonable investigation. They took something straight off Twitter that had been uh, uh, manipulated so that it told one story and they reported it as the truth. Is there anything that, any choice that you're giving the network at this point uh, to respond to limit? Uh, potential damages? We have issued a, an opportunity to, for CNN to retract. They did not retract within the timeline wow. provided for by Kentucky law, so their opportunity to retract is now passed. So we will proceed for our lawsuit for both compensatory and punitive damages. So there's no opportunity still for them to respond? No, not, not under the law. If they try to do it now under the law, it's too late. They can certainly do that if they choose to on their own accord, uh, but it does not, it would not affect the lawsuit from a legal standpoint. Of course, it was the Washington Post, and now you're, you're outlining um, an even bigger uh, sum of money in, in this particular uh, lawsuit against I love it. And are there, are there others that will follow you? Sue them all. Washington Post first because it was first out of the gate. 
and CNN second because uh, of the scope and the significant things that it said that were false. So we do feel that we've hit the top two first, but the others are very close in line. This is a this is a uh, group that did very much the group of defendants and potential defendants did very much the same thing. All right, Todd McMurtry, we appreciate you coming on the program tonight. So there you have it, guys. I mean, this is no joke. This is this is going to go down in history uh, as one of the the greatest uh, you know awakenings, in my opinion. I mean, this lawsuit is really going to uh, shape the way uh, these outlets uh, re- report in the future. I think because they have so much to lose if they keep pulling this crap, because they'll just keep losing money and have lawsuits out the ass. Um, Dr. Bustler, your thoughts on this? You've been following this closely. <clears throat> yeah, well, you, you know, you, you you always kept wondering uh, how long will the media be able to get away with this? I mean, they, they yes. publish things yes. that uh, are unverified, as, as was noted here, uh, some very vicious things, and they're never held accountable. Um, right. And because of that, it, it seemed to get worse. They uh, they just kept going a little further and a little further. Finally, yep. somebody is standing up to them and saying, uh, we're not going to take it. Uh, what you're doing is not only wrong, it's Ill- illegal. Um, yep. And uh, we've been damaged by it. And furthermore, yep. we think the court should uh, punish you for it by giving us huge amounts of money. Um, if they're successful, uh, whether they get all the money or not, but as, as much as they get, if they're successful, it'll be a wake-up call, Rory. I think you're right. Uh, it will be a significant case, uh, like the uh, Sullivan, New York Times uh, versus Sullivan case, I think it was, where really it, it, the Supreme Court gave uh, the media pretty much a, a free reign uh, well, this is going to go the other way, saying that uh, now they're going to be held accountable, and you just can't say things that aren't true, even if you, you know, you say, "Well, I want to be the first one." Well, you you can be the first one, but you have to be the first one with facts, not with things that are that are unverified. I think this this will make the media think twice. Very well said, Doctor Bustler. Valerie, go ahead. To the Republican Party and to the reelection of Donald Trump. Yep. And. Um, you know, I think I yep. think it's like people are just fed up with with it. It's like the bully in the playground. After a while, you know, nobody wants to hear about it anymore. They just want they yep. want uh, they want the, they want the game to be fair. Right. And I think that's and what I, people I really think. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you were saying something. Finish. Sorry. No, I just think that that's what this lawsuit's going to do. It's going to make it. You know, the American people deserve the truth, and and the media. You know, so many people believe what they hear on the show, these news shows, and and you know, it's really unfortunate because it's 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 complete fabrication, and most in many cases. Right, and you know, I, I want to tell everybody this. You know, I don't think this would be. The the kind of I mean I obviously I know it's a big deal it, it's a it's a huge story but the reason I think you know it's so significant and so important and has such relevance in it is because this this kid is a minor you can't go I mean it's one thing to bash an adult it's one thing to throw slander and defamation at an adult that you know that's a different story but you're going after a minor there's a lot of different stipulations 
and different uh, legalities behind that, which, uh, you know, what we're seeing right now, the, the outcome uh, of them reporting uh, fake news. But uh, Dr. Branch, go ahead. Well, I'll tell you, Rory, when I listen to this, first of all, great talking to you again, Dr. Buffler. Glad you're back. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Thank you. When I hear this, I, you know, maybe maybe I'm the old timer on the group. You know, I remember when there was journalistic integrity. I remember when sources had to be verified. Now all you have is you have CNN and they do groupthink. They just throw something out there that is not factually based, i.e., the Russians are coming, the Russians are coming, the Russians are coming. Then pretty soon what you have is you have this this coup attempt because the Russians are coming. You have all of this narrative out there that is baseless, and there is no journalistic integrity. I love the fact, and I remember about two weeks ago, Dr. Bu- uh, uh, you know, Dr. Buffler says, you know, what we need to do is, you know, the, we need to have these giant lawsuits, and all of a sudden these lawsuits start coming out. And that's exactly what we need to make this happen. This was an innocent kid with his school group at, 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 in Washington, D.C., learning about civics, being attacked, not just by this activist, but being attacked by CNN, CNBC, and all those other left-wing they're – not, they're not news. They're just media groups selling advertisements. We used to have journalistic yep. integrity, and we don't have that anymore. Right. Uh, Bill, go ahead. Well, I, I, I think there's two things to this lawsuit. One is, is that obviously the, the fine or the, the amount has to be substantial, but really it, it has to get into the Supreme Court because there a precedent will be, and well, within the opinion will be standards with which these media companies are going to have to then abide by. If you get those two things in concert, then then we can reach the goals that, that we're all talking about here. But it, it, if it stops in, at a civil level and and it, that makes it, the, it a, lot, a, a much grayer area where these kind of institutions like MSNBC and CNN and all that will keep pushing the edge of the envelope to get around those things, and it's just like the tax code. You, you, you know, it, when when they get so convoluted, then you've got you know the money to spend for lawyers. You can get out of most anything. So I, I I really think that unless this case doesn't make it all the way to the Supreme Court, and then a positive decision with a a standard based opinion for the case, then we're going to be back at square one. Yeah, v- very well said. Uh, Josh, go ahead. You know, and you just took my thunder a little bit with that because I agree with you because if we don't get the precedent, it's really not going to mean as much in the long term. The problem is most likely we won't get there. We're going to – most likely this is going to be settled out of court, um, you know, and that will be the quickest process. And that's – I mean, and that's – the thing is, though, it it depends on what this lawyer uh, for uh, the the Covington Catholic kid wants. Do they want to create a situation – where they could potentially change the course um, of of journalism and news in this country, or do they want to get you know uh, money reciprocated for what they did? So it depends on that. Because if you go into 
a legal fight all the way to the Supreme Court is going to take years and years. And I'm not saying obviously I would well, like I, that to happen, but I, I'm not I, sure I if think, it'll get to that point. Well, I think that, that because this guy's brought these suits in in the manner he has and with the with the media outlets that he has. He's already come to the decision that that through this process, this kid's going to be okay financially. Yeah. And now this kid's never going to be, get to be who he was going to be because of this. His whole life's changed and his whole future's changed. But the the you know there's there's interviews and there's stories and you know there so there's money for him to to be compensated by even. It, but I I think this lawyer has come to a point where he's saying. This is going to if if CNN's smart, they'll say we'll give you fifty million dollars, and this goes away so it doesn't get to the Supreme Court, and that takes care well, of the kids. I agree, kid. Bill. I but agree, but I'm just saying that you know that's like toilet paper to them. But I agree with you. I agree. Keep going though. Uh, I'll tell you. Uh, yeah. Well, Gloria, what I, I was going to what I, I was going to say was. Is, oh, oh yeah. Mike, let Bill finish and then go, Mike. All right. What I was going to say Sorry. was, is if this lawyer is really about just taking care of the kid, like like the other gentleman was talking about, then he'll settle for thirty or forty or fifty or whatever, and it'll all go away. But I don't think I think that the, this lawyer is smart enough to realize that I can make this kid rich without this settlement, yeah. and this goes to the Supreme Court so that we can get to a a, a really a, a constitutional uh, uh, judgment on it, and then and a precedent is set. Because that's the only way that you're either going to have Congress set the standards, which they're never going to do, or you have to right. set it by precedent in the Supreme Court. Right. No, well, I, I, I think you make yeah. I think you make a great point, Mike Peters. Go ahead. Hi, I, I think uh, accountability. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, Mike Peters in New okay. York. Go ahead. Yes. Yes. Um, I think everything, everything that's been mentioned already about integrity and everything as far as – but the main thing is accountability. And bringing that back on the table, this is something the Democrats have taken off the table. They've mutated, interpreted the courts, the laws, everything. They've turned them into um, tools that they can use to push their own agendas. And it's time by using money, by penalizing them financially, to put accountability back on the table, and they're not going to be happy about it. And I could see that, and as Mike, was mentioned earlier – Mike, look what they're doing here in New York. People that are trying to leave New York, they're trying to keep them there with high taxes. They're trying to trap them. You know what I mean? Not just keep them there. They're going after you even after you leave. If you're a millionaire, they'll find you in Florida or somewhere else, and they'll audit (laughs) you and tax you to to give you a goodbye, kick in the ass, and they'll charge you. And they've already made a lot of money doing it. They don't stop. Dude, Mike, how do you explain that? I mean, to me, that's communism. I can't. I, that's it's, like the worst of the worst. That's a dictatorship. Yes, it it really is. And right now they're passing laws up here nonstop. They're throwing everything at the wall that they can to see if it sticks, hoping that we don't have the money and the ability to hire the attorneys to bring it to the Supreme Court to contest these laws that they're passing. So that if they get ten years out of it, oh well, we get ten years out of it. And the Supreme Court tells them now this is illegal. It's unconstitutional. Okay, we'll rewrite it, and they'll put it through again in different wording, different verbiage. It's a game. They've turned our government and our, everything into a game for their agenda. Yeah, and the fact that these people get in there and they have this much authority and this much power should make anybody scared. Uh, Kevin, go ahead. Yes. Yes, I mean, this is one of the biggest issues we face. We have the, the dichotomy again, Republican versus Democrats. Do you want jobs or do you want mobs? 
and sincerely, the mainstream media is just a big uh, narrative, a big propaganda piece towards the entire country, and they advertise for all the liberal, all the Democrat causes, and so that's why you have these big turnouts for these Democrat events, um, small turnouts for Republican events, relatively speaking, because uh, it's entirely uh, in their favor. And so there needs to be major change uh, because, just as the previous gentleman had said, uh, it's just being abused. There's finding loopholes of uh, going around the Constitution, and we need the Constitution, and if a Supreme Court precedent would be a major home run for us. Right. Very well, very well said. I want to take a quick commercial, and I want everybody to stay around, stick around. we got a lot to get into. We'll be right back, everybody, and we'll introduce our next guest as well. We've got a lot to talk about. Is video a part of your strategy for 2019? Hi, I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, your remote video production specialist. Using equipment you already own, I help you deliver high-value videos to your audience. From interviews and demonstrations to online meetings and trainings, I work with you to shape your stories and subjects that demonstrate your subject matter expertise. If you're a product specialist, sales executive, or business owner, we make video production simple and affordable. We do this so that you can make videos on a regular basis, whether it's daily, weekly, or monthly, to communicate about the topics and discussions that are important to you, your audience, and your business. To make your videos, we use HD video conferencing that allows you and your guests to connect to our studio from your home or office using your laptop, phone, or tablet. Once you and your guests have connected to our studio, we do all the rest. We take care of the TV graphics, the intro videos, the outro videos, the music, the behind-the-scenes production. Everything that it takes to either live stream or locally record your video for post-production editing to social media, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, you name it. If you're tired of seeing the empty balloon commercials that are being made by your competition's social media experts, give me a call. I work directly with you, the subject matter expert, to help shape your story and ideas in a professional and polished manner via video. If you're ready to take a deep dive on your expertise and showcase the essence of your business via video, give me a call or connect with me online. I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, the remote video production specialist, the doer's resource for online video production. All righty, we are back. This is the Rory Sodder Show. Um, don't forget, we are listened to in 22 different countries and on over 60 online platforms. If you miss any of our episodes or any of our shows or want breaking news articles 24-7, visit our new media site, The Next, N-E-X, Gen, G-E-N, USA, dot com, everybody. I do want to welcome our next special guest. Uh, very popular guy. You can see him all over the media. Um, he, he's, he's everywhere, and he's been, he's been all over traveling for different causes and, and fighting for our, for our country. Uh, lobbyist, wait, no, right, right here. I got, the, I got it right here. Um, lobbyist, activist, uh, political strategist, and popular talk show host and freedom fighter, Will Johnson. How are you, buddy? Hey, how's it going, Roy? Glad to be here. It's good to have you, man. Tell tell us what's going on lately. Everything is going on. We still got liberals trying to destroy America. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's it's clear what's going on. You know, the biggest thing is how CNN is at war with the American people. And we, we were the, just talking as we, far as we were just talking about the big lawsuit with the Covington High School kid and how. They're suing CNN for $275 million, and I said this is really going to shape the future of journalism because this is going to 
you know, tell these, you know, this is going to give a hint to these media companies on, on they can't go this far. They can't report all this slanderous and fake fabrications about people's lives. Is it 275? Because last time I remember, uh, last time I saw it was 250, but if it's 275, that's even better. Actually, personally, it needs to be a half a billion, if not a billion dollars against right. CNN. Right, 250, They've done 250 too million is the Washington Post. 275 is CNN. Ah, ah. <laughs> that's even better. It needs. To, they, right. you know what? <laughs> they need. They need to go after them because all those fake media, the fake news that they've been putting out, has done nothing but hurt the American people. I mean, they're doing more damage than anything. Yeah. Oh, oh, they really are. I mean, there, there's no doubt about it, Will. And it, you know, it's one of those things where. We, the American people, have to suffer through it. We're the ones that have to live through it. We're the ones that have to read it. And, you know, we, we should, you know, I know it's, it's funny, obviously, some of the ridiculousness that they put in these articles and just how fake it is. It's like reading a version of the National Enquirer, but we shouldn't have to read this crap. We shouldn't have to go through this. Even right. though we laugh it off, uh, it shouldn't be tolerated. Exactly. You know one thing that the liberal 16, media lost, 16 they don't counts. Charged with 16 yes. counts. I love it. Lock his yes, ass up but, you know, and don't drop. He'll drop the soap because he likes to drop the soap. But, okay, I, that was inappropriate. <laughs> I, won't, I won't go into this. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> but, no, but, see, you know what? Personally, Jesse Smullett, they should put a lawsuit against CNN for running the story without verifying it. They've actually made the story worse for him. <laughs> he should do a lawsuit against yeah. CNN. That would be icing right. on the cake because they took a fake story proving that they are all about fake news. He should capitalize on it. Seriously. I don't know why he, oh, his yeah. lawyers are not. Right. I mean, it, it just, it's one thing after the other. You know, I, wanna, I really want to get into uh, another topic, and I think this is very important. I think everybody wants to discuss this. The race war in America. There is a war out for... You know, and, and I'm just going to say, I mean, white people right now are, are probably the most targeted. White Republicans. Let me, let me and, say it. And, even, let even, me say it. and black, conservative, black conservatives, Hispanic conservatives. I think anybody that's a conservative right now. But I want to play this clip from Tucker Carlson because Tucker Carlson earlier tonight uh, talked about an article from the Washington Post that is basically uh, – you talk about race baiting at its finest stage. Uh, it's just ridiculous, some of the things we have to go through. But I, I want to pull this clip up. Uh, it's coming up right now. But everybody knows this is an ongoing problem in America, and, and it's not going to stop. You know, picking on a conservative, pick, pick, picking on the person, you know, that's uh, an easy target, it's just it's sick. Here we go. By now you're the left, so we're projecting. What they say you're doing is what they're doing. Exactly. Sometimes it's just their mindless coverage of news stories. This headline is a real headline. It ran today in the Washington <laughs> Whites are mainly to blame as a new study. What? <laughs> it's too funny. Let's just be clear, though. I mean, take three steps back. This article was designed to attack an entire group based solely on their skin color. The headline, the leading paragraphs, are all meant to attack this enemy racial group in our midst and, of course, imply that they are racist by doing what it doesn't say. It doesn't matter. They're hurting other people. This article doesn't seek to help the environment. If it was, they could talk about overall air pollution levels, which, by the way, the Post has even reported this 
to attend, I don't know, climate conferences. One of those people in the Post know that because it's his newspaper. Uh, this, this, this is uh, this is mind-boggling. I, I will tell you know everybody right now. This, this is insane. Um, you know, I, I, I will. I want you to start out. Obviously, you know that the racial divide in America is, is probably worse, in my opinion, than it was in the '60s. I mean, we had Barack Hussein Osama. Yes, I call him Osama because we all know what he is—a Muslim. And uh, just a betrayer of America and gives all, all these foreign entities our money uh, and does every scandal in the book. He makes Jimmy Carter look like a saint, and Jimmy Carter was the worst by far. Uh, but let, let's get to the point here. The racial divide in America right now, blaming somebody for their skin color, going after conservatives. You know, obviously there, there's a lot of uh, animosity towards white conservatives, but there's also a lot of animosity towards black conservatives and Hispanic conservatives. If you're not one of the liberal plantation voters, then you're a target. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. Oh, Will, go, oh Bill, Bill, I said Will, and then I'm going to go to you, Bill. Will, Will go ahead. Okay, yeah, you're 100% correct. And I've been saying that I'm a black male, and I've been talking about how they are deliberately attacking white people as if white people are the problem in this country, specifically white men. And most people still don't even recognize it, which is absolutely insane to me. If the Democrats could have it their way, they would put white people in the street and hose them down and stick dogs on them the same way they did black people in the 50s and the 60s. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Bill, Bill go ahead. Yeah, well, it, it, he's, he's exactly right. It, it's just a it, – it, it's really – it's a perception that's been generated by social media and these media outlets that really isn't a reality in your day-to-day life. I mean, when I walk around town or I, even when I go into a liberal area like Dallas, that, that, yep. that vitriol is not really there. And I think a lot of, of just normal, re- reasonable people, doesn't matter where you come down on what side of an issue, is going to reject that in the end. And that's one of the great things about our voting system is, is you have the nobody sees who you vote. So you can say I'm voting, you know, that's what happened with Clinton. Oh, we're voting for Clinton because they didn't want to deal with the harassment of it, and then they got in there and voted right. for Trump. So yep. you, it's, it's, it's been – and it's perpetuated not only through the media, but if you pay attention to, like, television commercials – the white guy is some guy with a football jersey on, and he's spilling soda on himself <laughs> on the couch. He's fat, and he's eating chips. And the wife has got a business suit on, or she's of a you know. And that that's a because the only way that the when you have somebody you can't if you don't have anything to reduce them on, you have to invent it. And to, by creating that perception, and then oh, the, a lot of people it doesn't matter what race you are don't want to get into that kind of 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 conflict with people and it, it it's right. infuriating to me you know the the oh, I, you know yeah. i've lived my life when i grew up you know color was something that came in a box you know i didn't think about right. that and and i really didn't ever did think about that until i was encountered it you know and that was really yeah. in the media it wasn't in my day-to-day life yep yeah. yeah uh D- dr well, let me say, let me dr. Time Butler, real quick one more time oh go ahead well go ahead well I was just going to say I completely agree with you, and I like how you said that Dallas is liberal because Texas is starting to become blue where a lot of people don't realize it. But at the same time, 
you know, you're right that it's on social media against white people. If you go to Twitter right now and you type the F word, white people, it's so much crap out there. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and then if you and if you and if you turn around and type in F black people, you see just oh. the opposite. Because they know for a fact that if you say something bad about white people, they remove you from Twitter. But it's okay to say it against white people. What kind of world are we living in? This is crazy. It's insane. And then you have on top of it, you have these national network stations, like CNN and the rest yeah. of them, who's pushing for this racial division. They're saying yeah. white people are the problem. Don Lemon said white men are the problem on his national network station. And then on top of hey, that, last fun- thing. It's, fun- it's funny how he gets banged out by a white guy, but he wants to uh, blame white guys for all his problems. I, th- I think he was a little upset with him that night. That's probably why he did that. <laughs> okay. He was upset with his boyfriend or whatever he is. But the whole thing okay. is they're even making up stories, making up lies. Jesse Smullett said there was two white men in mega hats attacked him. <laughs> Seriously? Seriously? People need to wait. In up. Chicago in minus 20-degree weather in the w- middle of the night. Yeah, Jesse, we really believe that fuck face. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, plus bleach freezes. They couldn't even throw bleach on it. By the time it would have reached him, it would have been frozen in the snow. Hey, Will, don't you think – I mean, we saw – Bill, Will, we saw how black conservatives responded to this attack, and and they were just pissed because they were like, this this makes us look bad. And even people on the left were pissed in the the African-American community because they don't want to, you know, look bad. A lot – you know, some of them, but some of them don't care. No, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, I was absolutely pissed, and I'm not pissed because he was he was black. I'm not pissed because right. he was gay. Right. I'm pissed right. because he lied, and the freaking liberal media ran with it without even doing yeah. a single second of fact checking on it. And it hurts very well. Doctor It hurts black people. Yeah, it hurts well, white people. It hurts everybody. It really exactly. It really and the, you know, he was. They were trying to create a racial war. They're trying to get white people to fight with black people and vice versa. And you notice they never talk about the four black kids kidnapping a white kid, torturing him for four days, making him drink toilet water. Where are they at on that? Let me let me make let me make this one point before before you go on. If you if you watched on Twitter, Carmel Harris and Cory Booker were sponsoring an anti-lynching law, and they had tweets going out that a day or two right before this happened. Now, is it coincidence? Maybe. And here, here's the thing. I've talked about this on my show many times. Camilla Harris and Cory Booker, for anybody that does not know this or doesn't believe this, they have connections with Jesse, Jesse Smollett, especially Camilla Harris. Uh, Jesse Smollett yeah, there's pictures, pictures of him. Uh, at her campaign event uh, with her side by side, hugging her. Uh, you know, so don't put this past Democrats if they set this up. Uh, you know, this, this is something that, you know, it's around political season right now. Uh, they're very capable uh, of pulling these foolish hoaxes, and they've, been, they've done it before. We've seen it. So uh, I wouldn't have anybody that, be naive right now. That whole law was to create a racial divide. I mean, is lynching really a problem in the United States? Is that not against a federal crime and a hate crime and every other? Why, why do is. we need a lynching law? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it is. Uh, Dr. Bussler, go ahead. 
you know and what by I was the way, say, I, you, you're I, a professor on a college campus, so you probably see this kind of divide, you know, often, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I wonder how, how we got here. Um, you, you think back in, in the 1960s, um, it was the beginning of, of really trying to achieve racial equality. The Supreme Court had ruled back in the 50s that uh, you could have separate but equal facilities um, for, uh, based on race. And then in 1964, the Civil Rights Act did away with that and uh, really gave equality to everybody, at least legally. Now, it took some time socially for that to go through, but I thought we were making great progress in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, uh, you know, look, we we accept uh, people of of, of all color. I mean, we even uh, had a black person become president. Uh, I thought we were making great strides. I thought for black people, once a black person became president, blacks should realize they can do anything that that anybody can do. So I thought everything was going along great, and then all of a sudden, here we are. (laughs) I'm not sure what happened. I'll tell you what happened. What happened, the Democrats changed their tactics. Because back in the 50s and 60s, they were against black people voting. They were against black people having civil rights. They were against black people. They were even against women. So what happened, the Democrat Party changed their tactics to make it look yep. like that they're all for black people, minorities, women. And they say yep. the same lie, and people keep believing it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here, here's the scary part is that we had a president who, you know, was it Obama, who got elected. And even Trump mentioned in an interview, and anybody can go look this up. When Obama got elected in 08, Trump thought Obama, you know, even though he wasn't, Obama wasn't very competent, he thought Obama would be a good cheerleader for the nation, at least try to have a good spirit and support, you know, everyone. But all Obama did, and even Trump says this today, uh, even Trump goes back and says he was wrong. And, you know, uh, sadly, that, uh, and he knows that Obama divided this nation more than anyone, and everybody knows that. You know, Obama came into office. And basically, uh, in a strong sense, not word for word, obviously, but basically pointed uh, the, to the enemy as the white, the white people. You know, uh, the white people are bad. You know, white people are the reason there's all these problems. Uh, you know, we saw him coddle many uh, situations like Trayvon Martin, uh, you know, uh, Freddie Gray. Uh, a lot of these situations where these people were not listening to the officers and for a president to go against the police like that is disgraceful. The fact that we have disgusting. A, racial divide, a racial divide to that extent where our own president is going against law enforcement, and there are cameras, there are recordings showing that these people were in the wrong, you know, some of them charging at officers, some of them not dropping their weapons, some of them not stop running. I mean, there's all these different variables, but for some reason – it was when Obama was in office, everybody went back to pointing to color for, for the reason for, for the problem. Blame the white cops, but the, you know, the war on cops, all this bullshit that was so unnecessary and so disgraceful and sickening, uh, I think, to any true American patriot. Uh, Josh, go ahead. Yeah, you know, here's the situation, obviously, and like we've been talking about, is that when Obama was elected, it really recreated 
this race div- race divide within the country. And it primarily came it came less from his rhetoric because let's be honest, Obama t- talked and acted like like a white person. So he wasn't. I mean, he wasn't. You know. Well, he did. He really did have a white much. mama, white grandma. So exactly. I mean, if, if he does, I mean, you know, apply as the first black president, okay. But you know, a real black person would be like a Herman Cain, somebody that's actually authentic. You know, Obama. So, you know, he, he was the whitest <laughs> person on the block. You know. No, exactly. But the 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 thing that happened was it was less of what even what Obama was saying, but more of what the media and the rest of the left was saying was when you said that you weren't supporting of Obama, there before you even got a chance to say why you didn't support him, or even if you like certain of his policies, people say like you're right. Policies, it was exactly. So it, it created this situation where now instead of instead of listening. To what someone actually thinks or believes about a situation, it went to immediately, you're racist, you're a Nazi, you're a homophobe, you're transgenderphobic. All these things, it just would jump to them. And this is why where we find ourselves is in a society where 49 to 50% of the country jumps immediately to demeaning the other side. And let, let's not forget, Josh, you know, this resonates with the point you just brought up. Let's not forget the identity politics stances were at some of the all-time highs. I mean, you had people that voted for Obama just because he was black, not knowing anything about his policies, not knowing – and voting for Hillary because she's a woman, not knowing anything about her policies. But Obama created this narrative. He, he, he played the identity politics card like no other. It's sick. Well, absolutely. I mean, this is the the whole angle that they took during his in 2008 during his campaign was if you don't support him because he's a black man and could be the first black president, then you're racist. And it it had nothing to do with any of his policy. It only had to do with you have to vote for him because he's black. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, in that in, in that itself is racist. I mean, that's racist. Voting, in my opinion, if you're playing identity politics, anybody, that's, that's, that's racist. I mean, there's no other way to go around it. I mean, that's, and it's the most ignorant thing you can do as well. Uh, Dr. Brandt, well, go it's ahead. The, it's the de- oh, go ahead. Finish, Josh, and then Dr. Brandt. Go ahead, Josh. Just, yeah, just real quick. I mean, it's the, what is racism? Racism is treating a group of people differently, positively or negatively, because of their race. It doesn't matter if they're black, white, Hispanic, Asian, uh, Afghan. It doesn't matter. None of these things matter. It matters if you treat someone differently because of the color of their skin, where they were born, or uh, yep. what the, who they identify as. If you, treat, if you react differently because of any of those things, positively or negatively, you are being racist. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Branch, go ahead. Well, you know, if if you look at the Obama administration and what it stood for, it stood for making America very unstable. From Fast and the Furious with Eric Holder uh, running guns down into uh, Mexico. So what's the purpose? Attack the Second Amendment. Put in gun laws. And those gun, a lot of those gun laws went into place. Border states, we can't buy so many weapons per day. Uh, it's a new law. Well, that was all based on 
the Fast and the Furious, and actually gun running, and it was all perpetrated by the government. You've seen Ferguson, and you brought this up, Rory. You know, you've seen what happened in Ferguson. It is a false narrative, yet yep. when they went after probably the police. The big, probably one of the biggest hoaxes ever, Dr. Brent. You saw the media outrage over that. It, and, and what you had was a grand jury comes back and said the police officer did nothing wrong. So what does Eric Holder and Barack Obama do? They get on TV and they attack this. They say, of course it was racism and we're going to get to the bottom of it. After months, Holder couldn't find anything. Let me ask you, didn't that destroy that police officer's career and his girlfriend, who was also a fellow police officer? And I mean, their lives are threatened on a daily basis. We've seen the attack, the assassinations in Dallas. We've seen what happened because of this rhetoric that the last administration put into place. It was all designed for the instability. And so when, they, when their Hillary Clinton doesn't get elected to create more instability, we see what happens with the, the Russian investigation, the calls for impeachment before the president's even – before the president's even sworn in, you see this 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 coup d'état that they're bringing against this president based on a false narrative, this dossier, which was a lie and hand delivered to by John McCain uh, to to uh, the FBI director. And the reality is, is all false narrative. Why to make America? In the instability of America, and I'm sure IQ to talk more as to the reasons why yeah. that's advantageous please, please. for the left. Yeah, IQ, please, please, IQ. The racial divide. I mean, you probably know this better than than anyone because look at the Middle East. All they are is divided. Everybody on the program today has been absolutely correct. I said it before, and I say it again. Eight yes. years of Obama caused more death, destruction, and division in the United States of America than 70 years of the Soviet Union. It was yep. deliberate, as the previous talker said, it was deliberate to destabilize America, to divide America. And he was successful. Obama was successful in literally undermining every single thing in the United States of America. And today we are paying the price because of what Obama did. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I want to go Mike, – Mike Peters in New York, I know you have a lot of thoughts on Obama. I know you can't stand him. Go ahead. Mike Peters, are you there? I know you hate Obama. You want to talk about this. You there? Mike Peters. Hello? All right. Let, let's go to Kevin. Can, I, Kevin. can I chime in? Can I chime in and tell Mike Yeah, we'll go, we'll, we'll go ahead then, Kevin. Okay, oh, great. So, yeah. <clears throat> First and foremost, okay. uh, demographics is destiny, and it's just uh, not only just all the propaganda that the mainstream media is pushing at the entire country right now, that it's the white people that are the problem, the Republican people, it's the religion that's the problem, all these different uh, little uh, identity politics groups that people are being lumped into and being targeted. And the reason why this is is because, and not just because the left wants to dissemble Western civilization and create, you know, more chaos and control for themselves, but it's all about um, the policies that are being enacted. Uh, white people all across the board vote for measures that are 
aligned with the uh, founding fathers' vision more so than than not. And uh, th- those are all the things that the Democrats do not want. And if it's going to be because uh, they're white and they're evil and oppressive, they're going to push that narrative and yep. try to put the, the votes in their direction. Yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. Will, I'll let you respond. Go ahead. Okay, what I was just going to say is that um, the, the, the attack on white people today is by design and is what they want because they they want to get at President Trump because why he's a white man, um, he's yep. he's embraced Christianity, he's successful, and and he's successful, and, and, and he's not, he's pulling us out of this whole globalist agenda. He moved the embassy of Jerusalem, the embassy to Jerusalem, and I and I and I'm telling you, within hey, well, wrong, let's not forget we're, this. We're, we're, within the first two years, he did that. How many presidents in the past said they were going to do that and never did? A bunch of them. Exactly, exactly. And what we're going to see now, I hope I'm wrong, but we're going to see an uptick in the the, the whole anti-Semitic thing going against Jewish people is going to increase now that we have Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib and they're leading uh-huh. it up. So and let me yeah. let me and, 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 talking about white people. Have you noticed the common denominator every single time there's anything in the news that's related to some kind of racial tension? It's always a white person doing something to a Hispanic, yep. a black person, or Asian person. Yep. Every time you get black people or Hispanic people doing something that, is, that should be considered racist, they say nothing about it. Did you hear about the story in Bronx? There was a black male is a transgender male dressing up like a woman <laughs> going around and end up pepper spraying 11 white people and it's like the liberal media is nowhere to be found on it. If you had a white person going out pepper spraying black people purposely, they would say this is because of President Trump and white supremacy is on the rise. But they say nothing. Yep. It is disgusting. Yep. It is. And the double standard and the twisted narrative that keeps being presented. I mean, it's as corrupt as they get. Um, I do want to go to a quick commercial, but we'll be right back. We have a lot more to discuss. Everybody stick around. We have about 20 minutes left in the show. Everybody stick around. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Please visit thedonaldjtrumpstore.com for all your authentic, customized, and creative President Trump apparel and merchandise. You won't find products like this anywhere else. And best part of all, it's made here right in the USA. Use Mega45 at checkout for 30% off your first purchase. Again, visit thedonaldjtrumpstore.com today for a wide variety of great selections. Thank you. All righty, we are back, everybody. Um, I want to, you know, I really want to talk about this, and I think this is uh, very important, and I was going to get to it earlier. But... um, We have all these technology, you know, I want to get to the technology thing. I'm going to say that right away, and I want to get to the economy, but I want to make a few quick announcements. It was announced today that Stormy Daniels' lawyer, Michael Avenatti, is not representing uh, her anymore, which is interesting because, you know, they had so many media headlines together, so many different things were going on. So I wonder what the friction is there. They're acting like it was a – uh, a friendly departure, but uh, I, I second guess that. I wonder because we all know the Stormy Daniels thing was going to go away eventually. It was it was a bunch of crap. She wanted her 15 minutes of fame. So did uh, creepy porn lawyer Avenatti. 
And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, God, you know, I want to keep, yeah, you know, I want to keep seeing how this story develops, obviously, but uh, for now, I mean, that that's what, what the uh, situation is. Um, I read a report today that's very disturbing, and it should piss off any American. Uh, illegals use twice, uh, two times the welfare uh, that uh, born Americans use. So people in this country uh, use less welfare than illegals. Uh, I think that should disgust anybody listening right now. And I don't give a shit what any left-wing person says about, you know, uh, if they want to make the excuse or justify uh, for, for this, that illegals come here for a better life. I mean, I know that, but they don't come here to – to collect welfare you know if they're going to come here for a better life they come here ready to work you know president trump made it very clear that uh, if people are going to come here from now on they are going to have have to have some sort of work uh in 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 like uh, scheduled and a job in place uh because we're not going to have anybody come to this country anymore and freeload off our system because it's been going on far too long and in many cases illegal immigrants get better treatment than us american citizens and Dr. Bustler, you're an economist. You can speak on this better than anyone. What does this do to our economy? Please elaborate. Well, for every dollar you're spending on uh, an illegal immigrant, it's a dollar less you can spend on an American citizen. And you're right. The uh, immigrants end up, on average, uh, using more from the welfare system than an American who might be on welfare for a short uh, uh, time period. Um, but the, the way the Obama administration had set things up, um, if uh, anybody comes here with, with children, you know, essentially uh, they can walk in. And uh, even yeah. if they're caught, they're released. Uh, and so uh, they end up uh, becoming, uh, you know, being here without any way to support themselves. And the only thing left is uh, to go on the welfare it's one of the reasons why president is trying so hard to secure the border recognizing um you know you spend uh, as much in uh, a year or two on illegal immigrants as this whole border wall would would cost so that's why he's uh, pushing that trying to get these numbers now yeah and you look at you look at what our debt is right now and you look at all the the different uh holes we're in financially and, a, you know, yeah. a lot of this, I'm not going to say all of it, but there's a good amount that is because of uh, shitty welfare programs for illegals that Democrats have put into place, and they've put it on taxpayer dime, the taxpayer dime. And it's disgusting. This, this is hardworking taxpayer dollars, and this just keeps uh, draining ourselves into the ground. We have vets that are dying on a daily basis that can't be held, helped at the VA, but we can have illegals pour in, and they can be taken care of. It is disgusting. It's a, it's over a yeah, hundred billion dollars for the American taxpayer, and that's what the the same advocate lawyers, liberal lawyers, with, that are are working with these about asylum and something like that. You see these busloads taken into different cities and taken to hotels and all that. Those same people are enrolling them into welfare programs because they know how to to dupe the system and get them in. And so you're, you're looking at 50,000 50, people a month that are getting put onto the welfare system. And you have you have 55 people a day that come across the border that are taken immediately to emergency rooms. Again, you know, 
at what, 500 bucks an hour per person? You know, so, I mean, with over $100 billion a year, that's $100 billion a year. You could home, you could, you could house every veteran in the United States for $100 billion in one year. Yeah, and it goes on and on. Josh, go ahead. Well, you know, the problem is this is going to continue until um, there's some sort of incentive for these uh, these Latinos coming across the border from Mexico to not vote Democrat. If they all of a sudden had a party switch and started voting Republican, we would have had we've had had the we would have had a wall a week ago. Um, and uh, we'd, have, we'd have moved on from this issue. But as, as long as they're voting Democrat, this is going to be something that continues. Yeah, it's going to go on and on. It's ridiculous. Dr. Branch, go ahead. Well, no, I, what I wanted to say and add in there is, and I know like Kevin with the crew and stuff, understands that Phoenix is one of those cities. Yep. Where we, yep. Have we live here, we know road. it. Oh, we have busloads. It's well documented. We we see it in videos. These ICE buses packed filled with the illegals, just dropping them off. And to me, you know, where is the sanity behind that? I mean, where, you know, where is the American uproar that this is even happening? I mean, it's a mockery of our judicial system. That's why we need to build the wall. That's why we need that barrier up there. That's why we need to make sure that the people that come into this country come in uh, come in legally. And to me, yes. having ICE now just drop off, you know, busloads. And I, I know crew has been down there protesting this. I know, you know, Arizona Patriots have. I know that you have, Rory. I, you know, and and you know that I have. Yes. We need to really band together on this because. This is not acceptable. You no, think ICE is doing it because Kamala Harris said that they are the new KKK? Good question. Uh, will you ask, Will, were you asking that to Dr. Branch? No, I'm just asking that, you know, just in general, anyone, why would, why would ICE be busting all these people, in, which is a true statement, because I agree with yeah. you. It's just, it's just ironic that they're busting all these people in, and you have crazy Kamala Harris on there saying that the ICE is the new KKK. Are they doing I know, it to try to say, hey, we're not the new KKK, so now we're just going to bust all these people in? Is that Was that the objective all along for Camilla Harris? I, you know, here's the thing about that. Here, here's what I think, and, and I'll tell you, and I think a lot of people agree with me. You know, these Democrats, some of the statements they're making these days are so outrageous and so out of this world uh, you know, you can't even you can't even fathom it. I mean, and it just goes to show that their their supporters will eat anything up and believe anything, even if it's so off the deep end. Like they're talking about, for God's sake, reparation slavery fees, stuff that happened hundreds of years ago. And their supporters are like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you kidding? What what society are we living in? We're not responsible for slaves. This goes back ancestors and ancestors. I mean, their brains are so messed up, these left-wing voters, but th- these politicians on the left know exactly what they're doing. Uh, Kevin, go ahead. Oh, oh yes. Um, so we all know the many, many reasons why they're busting in all these illegals, but one thing oh. that should scare everyone shitless is this, is that uh, 
just today, uh, New Mexico added itself to the national popular vote uh, interstate compact. So that means that there's 186 electoral votes out of the 70 needed in order to change our election process to a popular vote. And once that happens, oh, no. we'll never, ever get a conservative again. And we'll never right. have any executive authority, and it, it, we're, right. we're lost. And, we need to and stop here's the sad part. Uh, New York New York, and California would dictate the elections, right, Kev? Yes. That's the scary part. Rory, you, you seen the other yeah. day with H.R. Uh, 1. Right, the yeah. very first bill that they passed through the election reform bill, that election yep. reform bill would give potentially the right to vote to illegal aliens, the right yep. to vote to illegal aliens. So you're dropping all of these people up here, and if you put the national popular vote, and and a lot of people are acting like national popular vote is something new. Uh, we remember back in 2012 and 13, uh, excuse me, 2014 rather, in the state of Arizona, the Republicans, the Republicans yeah. sponsored that bill in the state of Arizona to go in with the national popular vote. And to me, that that is that is a deal changer. That's a game breaker. Yeah. That has you to be deemed unconstitutional. It goes to- you're absolutely right. And I was just going to say that I'm glad you brought the word unconstitutional. It's totally against the Constitution. There's no excuse for it. You know, l- let's face it here. I mean, it- it's it- it's something that I- you know, it- it's crazy. I I just can't Im- I can't even fathom the fact that we're at this point. It's scary. It really is. Um, I want to I want to get uh, Mike Peters from New York. Are you on the line? Mike Peters. All right, Dr. Bussler, go ahead. Hey, you know, um, when, the, uh, when our forefathers set up uh, the government, I, I think they did a, a, a great job uh, recognizing that you want the, the will of the majority of the people in the country, and yet you want to recognize that there are states' rights, too. So they set up the House of Representatives essentially based on population. Uh, the most popular state, populous states have the most representatives, and the least popular have only a couple rep- representatives. But then in, they set up the Senate where each state had exactly the same voice regardless of the size of the population. And then with the Electoral College, it, they sort of set it up uh, a little bit of a combination of both. They still recognize states' rights, but they also recognize that some uh, states with greater populations should have um, a little more votes. Uh, And it is the Electoral College that elects the president uh, based on the Constitution, not uh, the, the popular vote. And they did that because they wanted to avoid situations where you might get some heavy population centers, some big cities like we have today on the east and west coast, uh, and yep. they, if they ever uh, all go primarily for one candidate, uh, it ends yep. up being close to a majority of the population. So to avoid that, uh, they set up the Electoral College uh, where each state uh, has some uh, voice in the election of a president, and it is somewhat based on population. It's worked perfectly uh, all these years. Um, 
you know, the, in, in spite of all the problems we're talking about today, uh, the, the U.S. has, remember, that we're, we're only a couple hundred years old, and we uh, advanced uh, to be really the number one uh, economy in the country. It took about 150 years to go from the birth of a nation to the most powerful, prosperous country in, in the world. Um, and uh, we ended up with leadership that was able to take us there uh, based somewhat on how we set up the uh, Electoral College and the whole uh, election process. So I'm real leery when you start talking about changes to the fundamentals that made us great. Um, You you really have to think real hard about that before you start suggesting things. Right. Very, very well said. And, uh, uh, Maria in Oregon, are you on the line? Hi, yes, I am. Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Do you have any thoughts? Hi, yes. I wanted to know what you guys thought, uh, what Kamala Harris would say when she visits Jesse Smollett in prison. Will, Will, you want to respond to that? <laughs> what is she going to say she when she visits Jesse Smollett in the hospital or in the, in the prison? Yeah. <laughs> She'll probably say, um, I identify as a man. That's why I'm here with you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I agree. I agree. But, uh, Maria, what are your thoughts on everything we've been talking about? What are your thoughts? Um, Well, uh, I was thinking about uh, Jesse Smollett earlier, and what if he was in prison and he had, like, uh, two black prison guards wearing MAGA hats? (laughs) There you go. Yeah, and then I have um, a little girl saying, I'm going to vote for uh, Kamala, and she's like a black anime. And then uh, yeah. when she votes, it's going to say Trump on the uh, voter ID, like on the, on the voter card. Well, tell tell everybody what you do. You you do political cartoons for uh, different newspapers, and you're you're all over the internet. You have a lot of good sketches. Yeah, I love your show, Lori. I really love it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, how much um, would you how much would you charge me to do one on me? I'll, I'll do one for you for free. Oh wow! I'll right. do one for well, you for free. Yeah. I'll be happy to pay you for it. Oh, okay. Well, uh, you can PM <laughs> me at, um, you know, I'm sure, at Maria Grasnick, oh. that's my name. Okay, well, I'll get the information from Roy. I'm pretty sure he'll help me out. No, I'll yeah, do for it sure. for you. For sure, definitely. Uh, well, we'll do something um, for each other because that's what it's about. We have to help each other out. I come on because I love Rory's show. I come on to help out Roy. You know, that's what it's about. We all have to help each other in some kind of way. So we're yeah, and I'm going to draw these cartoons tonight. I'm going to draw these cartoons tonight, too. Very cool. nice. Very uh-huh. nice. <laughs> all righty. Um, I got – so we have a couple minutes left, but I, I want to get into a few things here uh, before we go. Do- Dr. Bustler, what, where do you see the economy right now? What, what are your thoughts? You know, you're the economist. You know, you, you're the economist. Yeah. You predict great futures. You know, you, you predict a lot of things that happen. You've written a lot of pieces economically for big news outlets. I just saw your piece on the Hill from the other day. Uh, and you put things into great perspective. What, what do you think right now of where we stand? 
I continue to be optimistic. Uh, since President Trump has come into office, he's put into place uh, things that will lead to long-term economic growth. And uh, what I've emphasized here on the show a number of times is that's really what the economy needs to solve a whole host of problems and even a lot of social problems, I believe right. will be solved uh, by accelerating economic growth. And that's exactly what Trump has concentrated on. 2018, we finished with about a 3% annual growth. That's the first time since 2005. Consensus view is 2019 will be a little less growth. I don't agree with that. I think there'll be uh, more growth than we had before. Now, last year, I was projecting even stronger growth. Uh, I don't think we'll get the 4% this year, but I think we will exceed what we did in uh, 2018. Um, Anybody out looking for it today, this is a great time to be looking for a job. There are more job openings than there are unemployed people. Um, And in many industries, particularly if you have special skills, uh, there's severe job shortages, um, which is one thing that's driving up uh, wages for, for everybody. Um, yeah. So, and got, I also we, think we, um, yeah, on the trade front, I think we're going to come up with a, a green, uh, we'll come up with an agreement with China that'll open up their markets to the U.S. They'll end up ratifying the agreements we've already signed with Mexico and Canada. I think our exports will start to go uh, way up. And although there's always fluctuations in an economy, you now someone said, "Well, last month we only added 20,000 jobs," and that's true. But one month. Uh, is just one month, so uh, let's see what happens in uh, the coming months. But uh, I'm still very optimistic, and I think things uh, are going to look good uh, at least for the next couple of years. Uh, Dr. Buslick, we got we got to go, but quickly, uh, ten, ten second response. Um, I was going to ask you about China. I'm glad you brought that up. But do you think we're going to win that war? Do you think we're going to come out on top? Real quick, ten seconds. What do you think? Yeah. Real quick, as I said, I've been saying all along, they need us far more than we need them. They're hurting. They have to come up with an uh, agreement. Same thing with North Korea. They're really hurting. They're going to have to come up with an agreement, too. Okay, perfect, perfect. Well, um, I do want to get everybody, uh, you know, information where people can find them. So, Will, uh, I want to thank you for coming on tonight, and I want to tell everybody where they can find you. You can go to UniteAmericaFirst.com. You can find me there. Perfect, buddy. And, Will, we'll have you back on uh, early next week, buddy. We always love having you. Great friend of the show. God bless you, my friend. Take care. All right. Um, Let's go to Josh. Josh, please tell everybody where they can find you. Appreciate it, Rory. Go ahead and give me a follow on Instagram at J O S H H L A V is in Victor A T Y. Excellent. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Uh, Bill, go ahead. Yeah, give me a follow at Super Elite Texan on Twitter. Or my site is StarCrossWolves.com, and uh, I'll see you there. We'll talk to you. We'll have you back on Thursday, Bill. We look forward to it. Talk to you soon. Uh, Dr. Bustler, go ahead. My Twitter is at mbustler, that's M-B-U-S-L-E-R, and facebook.com forward slash funding democracy. All right. Uh, God bless Dr. Bustler, and we'll have you back on early next week. Thanks, man. Yep. Take care. All righty. 
Uh, let's go to Kevin. Kevin, please tell everybody where they can find you. Oh, yes. You can find our group on Facebook at uh, Republicans United and at College Republicans United. And you can find us on our website, united.org. Thank you. Perfect. Kevin, we'll see you Thursday. Uh, thanks for being on. Uh, we love having you. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. All right. Dr. Branch, please tell everybody where they can find you. Well, for the next five days, I'll be on Lake Eufaula bass fishing. But follow me on Twitter at Bob Branch. That's B-O-B-B-R-A-N-C-H. God bless you, Rory, and God bless your panel. Uh, All right, Branch, God bless you, and we'll have you back Thursday. Take care. I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. It's been a fantastic show. Uh, I want to thank all my co-hosts, all my guests, my audience, my sponsors. Uh, Please remember, if you missed any of the show or you missed any clips, visit thenexgenusa.com. You can also visit my other company, getyourappbuilt.com. Again, that's getyourappbuilt.com. If you have any app idea, we charge a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else. Um, Again, thank you to all my audience for tonight. Uh, We've had a fantastic show. Got so much addressed, so much established. Uh, Don't forget we are on over 60 online platforms, listened to in 22 different countries, and we will be back with all of you on Thursday night, and we have a great show planned for you. Uh, Until then, I'm Rory Sauter. This is the Rory Sauter Show. Uh, Cheers, everybody. Thank mm-hmm. you.